Inside all things Valor Fights. And a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy, and it is fight week. One last fight week of 2020 as Primal Combat has its inaugural show this weekend in 11 in Tennessee. That's just east of Nashville. Uh, so if you're in the middle of Tennessee area, make sure you check that out. We have our picks panel and predictions crew on hand this evening as we have one final picks panel for 2020 before we wrap this motherfucker up and get into 2021. Of course, the promoter for Primal Combat, professional fighter that a lot of people in this area are familiar with. He's fought for us many times. Tyler Edwards joining us on the line tonight. Tyler, how's it going, my man? Man, it's going pretty good. A little hectic seeing uh, the game from this side. Uh, I didn't think there's so many uh, little things that went involved with the prom- running the promotion, but uh, it's definitely um, nice to see it, honestly. Uh, it gives me a different perspective of the game and just a total different type of respect. So. Hey, man, definitely. Of course, I've been helping Tyler a lot with this one, kind of showing him the ropes on uh, the ins and outs. He's taken to it. Uh, he's taken to it very quickly. And, uh, of course, as, as a fighter himself, he kind of sees some uh, angles that I don't necessarily see sometimes. So uh, that's all. That's always cool. Of course, this being uh, your first event, Tyler, it's going down this Saturday night. That is December the 19th, and it's going down at the uh, Farm Bureau Expo Center uh, in Lebanon. It's a beautiful venue, uh, state-of-the-art uh, facility. Uh, we'll talk before we get into uh, the fight card and all that. We'll talk a little bit about the venue and uh, and what people can expect from it this weekend. Uh, let me tell you what. Uh, I, I When they built this building, I just kind of envisioned it, say, having my own fight. I figured you guys would kind of take in there, but. Man, when you guys didn't get in there, I was kind of shocked. But, uh, um, man, I seen it, and it just kind of, I mean, it was just like a little epiphany. Um, this place is beautiful. It's 45,000 square feet. Um, I'll be able to social distance everybody. The tables will be social distance. The, the general mission chairs will be, say, four chairs lined in a row. So um, instead of having standing seats, I do have to control the crowd, and everybody does need to be seated. So um, when I seen it, uh when I met the lady that runs the venue, Gail, um, she's phenomenal. Uh, she took over this early this year. Uh, we are the first MMA promotion to take over there. So um, I got four shows lined up there as well for next year. So, I mean, when you hear Primal Combat's next event, it'll be at the same venue as you're about to fight in or you're going to come watch this fight. It's no. going to be awesome for the fighters. They're going to love it. The fans, I think it's going to be phenomenal for them as well. So. Now, you're in Wilson County there. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first ever uh, MMA event to take place in uh, in Wilson County. Is that Am I accurate there? No. Um, I had a fight for Combat Science Fighting Championships. It, uh, it was by Joe McBurney. He's uh, opening a new gym, VIP Martial Arts, in Mount Juliet uh, next year. Okay. Um, he will be um, – uh, he did one fight, um, and then uh, I'm, I actually bought the cage from him. So – um, you know, as soon as I seen what he did, you know, it kind of gave me another idea of, you know, I, I mean, I just think I could do a little bit different because I mean, he was a fighter, but he was in the older generation. So, um, you know, today's a totally different age. So 
Um, you just got to attack it a little bit different than I figured you would back in, say, the early 2000s or, say, even in the early 2010s. So um, I think um, it's going to be a show that I'm trying to put on a pedestal from the get-go. I, I want to have a, a phenomenal show. You know, I want the fighters to come out swinging. I don't want no decisions. So um, – <laughs> I actually had uh, say this would be the second fight in Wilson County. I do believe. I'm, I, I mean, don't quote me on it, but I had my last amateur fight. Uh, say, I think it was in 2017. I might say 2018. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I finished the guy in like 42 seconds, and it was a good showing. So yeah. I think uh, maybe we got some good hard hitters on the fight night, and I think some people are going to expect a very good show, and they're going to get it. So what's the reception been like from the townspeople there in Lebanon, knowing that one of their own, uh, you know, I, I think it's safe to say you're probably the, the most well-known fighter to come out of that area. What's it, what's the reception been like, uh, people seeing that you're putting on your own event? I mean, I, uh, you know, obviously you see the views, but then obviously sometimes you don't get the likes. So, um, mm. I feel like it's going to be something that, uh, I like as of right now, the numbers aren't showing what it's going to be. So, um, I mean, yeah, we've had some good hits from, uh, say, the area, the local area. Um, and then obviously some of the fighters have, I mean, done well on promoting it. And then uh, really, I mean, the promotion, I mean, I can do so much on getting my stuff out there. It's really for the amateur fighters to promote themselves. It's, we're trying to build your brand as long of as I mean, my brand as well. So um, the one thing is, I mean, when I fight, I, I try to, I'll, I'll sell a ticket to a homeless man if I could, you know, so um, I'm, I'm going to try to pick up every damn body I can. I mean, I'm, I'm going to put on a show to where you're going to want to watch me fight. So I had a fan tell me when uh, he, he never watched or, you know, anybody else, but if he heard I was on the card, he was buying a ticket. So that to me was awesome. I didn't know this guy from Adam. So um, for somebody to give me that kind of compliment, it's, it's nice. So I want these guys to come out. I mean, on fire. I want you, it's like, you're an out-of-state guy. Make these guys want to come back and watch you come back. Mm -hmm. like, I'm sitting here with uh, Drew Henry. He, I had to pick him up from the uh, airport today. Uh, he flew in from Hawaii. This kid wants to fight. And you know what? So, I mean, he bought his own damn ticket. Hell yeah, I'm going to let you fight if you do that. That's phenomenal. So, yeah. um, you know, something like that, that's, I mean, it's amazing. So I just, I feel like, you know, the numbers that I see online and all that, I'm not going to hold nothing against nobody. I just feel like the numbers at the fight night will show a difference. And I mean, hopefully say the next one, it's going to jump the numbers up extremely. I feel like it. So, um, not the best local pop, but at the same time, I feel like, um, I mean, it's my first show. I mean, it's COVID times. A lot of people might think it's not going to happen. So, I mean, obviously, doing the pay-per-view, I think that's going to be great. Um, I feel like uh, hell, I might have buys in other countries. Um, so uh, I got a couple of people that live in other countries, and they might put the word out. So if they yeah. do that, that'd be phenomenal. Um, so, hey, I mean, I'm not expecting the craziest numbers, but I expect good ones in the future. Hey, man, I like the attitude. It takes it takes some time to uh, to build an empire, but I think you're on the right path. Let's jump into this fight card, man. That's what, uh, that's what everybody wants to talk about.
Okay, joining us, we have our Pigs panel, as well as my co-host. I didn't even give him a shout-out at the beginning of the hour. How rude. Justin Watson joining us, of course. Uh, Justin will handle the uh, the scorekeeping and the uh, the uh, the order in which we go. And coming into this final uh, round of 2020, Justin, where do we stand with these three uh, prognosticators? Hobbs is in the lead with 71 points. Greg has 67, and Chad has 61 Yeah, Chad's going to have to go a little different, I think, tonight to make uh, make up some ground. Let's get into it. I'm going to uh, set the table for each fight. I'm going to let Tyler give his spin as well. And then we're going to quickly go through the picks panel to get their picks on these early fights. And we'll get a little more in depth as we get a little deeper into the carvest with these guys that are a little more well known. Uh, We uh, start things off with a couple of tie fights. And I'm not mistaken, Tyler, these first couple fights are going to be a free preview. Uh, uh, you can catch them on the Primal Combat uh, social media before we move over to pay-per-view. Kind of see what uh, what the what the setup of the room looks like, what the stream looks like, uh, and they'll really kind of get the crowd uh, up and going. We start off with the catch weight at 175 pounds. It's three two-minute rounds. Muay Thai rules. It is the debuting Andra Austin of Tullahoma Thai Boxing in Tullahoma, Tennessee. First time I've seen these guys. Tyler can give us a little more um, knowledge on them. Uh, Andra Austin originally scheduled to face a fellow named, uh, actually a couple different fellows, but uh, Tyler Manis uh, from from Boris BJJ in Jackson. Uh, Tyler, along with pretty much his, the rest of his whole damn team, have pulled out of this show. Um, w- word to the wise, if you're a matchmaker or promoter out there, um, don't waste your time on these guys because, uh, man, they will uh, waste a lot of it, man. Uh, we've got a, a, a short notice replacement for Tyler Mann is stepping in today. Uh, this will be Shane. I'm going to hope I don't mispronounce this too bad, but it's I'm going to say Tuohy. It's T-U-O-H-Y. And he is out of Team Swift Kick. That's uh, Bernard's team out there in Nashville. They're originally supposed to take place at 160 pounds. And so Alston's coming up 15 pounds here with Shane taking this fight on super short notice. Uh, Tyler, can you give us any uh, background on this Tullahoma tie box and our pickers? Uh, they haven't, I don't know that they've seen these guys in action so much. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, Shane uh, was recently living in Thailand for like the past 10 years. Um, Shane's a Thai boxer slash, I'm a Thai fighter, MMA fighter. Uh, he's a black belt in judo. Um, uh, so he's got, a, these guys going to be pretty technical. I feel like, um, coming in, I haven't really moved with, um, say Andra, uh, I haven't moved with Dustin, but I have moved around with Madison Pack, and uh, um, obviously I've always moved around with Shane. He, when Shane moved back, he was one of my coaches for a couple fights. Um, so uh, he's, I mean, very technical, and he's a, uh, I mean, he just makes him mean, you know. So like, he he taught me something when we sparred. He just made me a little bit more meaner, but it's hard to explain, I guess, if you're not a fighter. But um, you know, it's just something in the sparring. It, it, he made me do it like a little gear switch. So. Um, I feel like these guys are going to come out nice and technical, and the tie is going to be crisp, hopefully. I mean, that's that's what I'm shooting for. I mean, it, obviously, uh, it's in the name, you know, tie boxing. So uh, I feel like uh, that one's definitely going to be a good show. These guys obviously being both debuters. Um, well, I'm not sure on the other guy that stepped in. He, he might have a fight or two. I'm not really sure. But um, like I said, I haven't moved with Dustin, but I'm expecting good things from him. All right, Justin, let's get the picks. All right, we'll start out with Hobbs. All right, uh, 
Tyler, the first thing you're going to learn on this picks panel is we're going to give you shit all night. All right. I don't understand the word. I didn't understand the word he just said. All right. Uh, well, I think he was describing Andrew and Dustin, and I didn't hear nothing on Shane. Uh, but you almost got me, though, because I thought you were explaining that Shane came from Thailand. No, it's the coach uh, yeah, of no, the Shane, other guys. Yeah. Shane's the coach, yeah. Exactly, but I thought he was talking about Shane, yeah. so I was about to take Shane. He almost got me, but yeah. I'm going with Andra Austin uh, on this <laughs> one. Uh, I mean, they got, they're bringing a lot of guys to this uh, uh, fight card, um, mm-hmm. and you guys know when uh, you know when you got a lot of your teammates on a card, when you're on one of those shows, uh, you know, Greg, when a, when you got a bunch of a gogi guys, uh, there's just an energy in that locker room that, that – um, you know, just it just builds and builds, and everyone. Nobody wants to be the one guy who uh, who doesn't bring home a W on the team. So, I imagine these Tullahoma guys are going to come uh, strong. So, I'm going to Andrew Austin on my pick. All right, Greg. Uh, I'm going to second all that he just said, uh, Andrew Austin. Chad, I'm going to go Shane. Chad going with Shane. The other two with Austin. All right, our our next uh, prelim bout is a lightweight tie fight, and uh, I believe this one will also be on the Facebook. It is the teammate of Andrew Austin, Dustin Whitmore, also out of Tullahoma Tie Boxing. He is 0-1, looking for his first win, and uh, he is taking on uh, uh, George uh, Robles, who is uh, also 0-1, and he made his debut back at the Warriors Den show just a couple weeks back, so uh, Hobbs may have inadvertently saw him fight and didn't know it. He is... um, he is actually out of the aforementioned Boris team, but or he was. He he he's actually independent now because they told me that he wasn't representing them anymore. So he's independent. But props to, to Robles. He's the one motherfucker that saw this through. So uh Robles is coming to fight. And between these guys, man, they've got some damn hair. Uh Whitmore and Robles <laughs> together got a couple mains on them. Uh Tyler, anything you can add on this one before we do the picks? Um, so same thing with Dustin. Um, I haven't watched him fight, but I'm I'm expecting some good technique from him now on Robles. Um, I talked a little to him in some messenger, and uh, I guess his dad was a, a pretty accomplished boxer. I don't know how far he went with it, but uh, now I mean I don't know how him and his dad's relationship is, but he's trying to build his own name. So um, I'm I'm expecting some good things from him. Obviously, I mean, hey, he might be on one, but. I don't think the record describes the fighter, so I think this one's going to be a good little scrap. All right, Justin, what we got? Get started with Greg. I think I'm going to go with Robles in this one, and I don't know, man. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm kind of, I'm right now. I'm really not so much worried about the picks as I am, like, like the fighters as I am, fucking beating Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I know that Jeff has a rule against Independence, and he's probably going to go with Whitmore, but I think I got to come. I got to come up somewhere, so I'm going to go with Robles. All right, Chad. Yeah, I'm going to second Greg on this one. So that's two for Robles. Yeah, and Hobbs. Well, Greg's right. <laughs> I'm going with Whitmore. <laughs> hey, look, you just said it, man. I worked the damn show the other day that this kid was on, and hell, I don't remember him. So uh, if he didn't uh, leave me anything to remember him by, um, so, yeah, I'm going with more. And if there's anything you're going to beat to my D. Both <laughs> hands. All right. So, Greg and Chad for Robles. Hobbs Whitmore. Can we call them Robles? 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 <laughs> We've got MMA up next. This is where we switch to the pay-per-view. 
And I'm going to let Tyler give us the uh, as we and when we wrap things up here, I'm going to let Tyler give the uh, the pay-per-view link so you guys can watch this at home if you can't make it there in person. Uh, our first MMA fight of the night set for 170 pounds. Two guys looking for the first win. Two good guys. I like both these dudes. Dalton Smith, 0-2, representing a Gogi combative in Chattanooga, Tennessee, takes on Quinn Hunter, 0-1, out of Team Legion in Nashville. Lots of Team Legion guys on this show. Now, we saw Dalton Smith last time we were out in um, Chattanooga. He lost to George Lowe. George Lowe now has ended up becoming a guy that – you need to keep an eye on. He's he's a guy that's going to be a fast track to a very good pro. Uh, Dalton Smith with good wrestling, good grappling. Uh, his two losses, again, to George Lowe and then Nick Martino, who is a 10-fight a, a pro at this point. So Dalton Smith has been at this for a while. Um, but uh, looking for that first win, and I know he's hungry for it. He's taken on Quinn Hunter, who debuted back in the spring on a Valor card in a loss to Bronson Bazorgi. Um, I, I was Hunter's uh, – I was his ride around town the whole time, man. A very good kid, uh, young, young buck. Uh, got a little bit of wrestling background in high school, uh, tall and long. He really wants this. He's eager and uh, was green, obviously, in his first uh, fight. But, uh, you know, I know he's been training hard to improve. And, uh, you know, the first fight against Bazorgi, you know, Bazorgi's 3-0, 4-0 now. So that's no no shame in that loss. It's two guys that have fought very good competition, and they're both going to be hungry for that first win. Um, well, I'll go to uh, – uh, the Tyler, you got anything on this one, or have I set the table pretty well? Is there anything you can add to that? Man, I don't know him, but you set the table pretty well. Like I seen uh, Logan Nash earlier. The, he runs one of the Legion schools, and uh, they were in there working hard, man. So I, I'm expecting some good things again. I, it feels like I'm gonna just keep repeating myself, but really, I mean, a lot of these guys are green. But yeah, I'm expecting fireworks for real. Okay, Justin, what we got? All right, Chad, get us started. I've got to uh, train, cross train with Dalton uh, yesterday and then a couple weeks back, and. I'll probably put you in Quinn Hunter's corner. <laughs> Hell, you probably will. <laughs> it wouldn't be surprising. I, hey, I'd do it. Um, no, I'm saying his first fight. I probably did. I think you did. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, Dalton, Dalton Slick, uh, he seemed pretty crisp. So I'm going to go with Dalton on this one. All right, Hobbs. I don't know what Greg's going to do. A gogi versus a wrestler. Which one are you going with, bro? Um <laughs> Uh, I mean, you talked about their past opponents. Both these guys, uh, they haven't got a win on the record, but they have not had it easy um, to start their uh, amateur careers here. So um, hard to even really see where both of them are at with uh, the level of competition they started out with. Um, I am going with those a Joji a Joji a Gogi guys. I'm going with that dude. All right, so that's our first sweep. Oh, did Greg, did Greg already pick? Oh, well, Come on. go ahead, Greg. Come on. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to lay it out for you, but since you guys want to go ahead and take – no, nah, man, like Dalton, uh, we've got a chip on his shoulder, and I've personally been working with him, like, you know, very minimal. But me and him – Oh, and shit, got you didn't say that. Hold on. <laughs> yep. Can we switch so, the pick? I'm telling you guys, how do what? No, I'm saying that Dalton's ready for this one. Dalton's excited for this one. He's 0 and 2, and that's a very deceptive 0 and 2. Quinn Hunter is a very deceptive 0 and 1. Who do you fight? Zorgi? Mm-hmm. First time they fought? Yeah. And I mean, like, okay, that's not that's not an easy fight. These are two uh, two guys with, with no win on the record that are both really good, and I think we're going to see a good fight here. And uh, you might see a more 
patient Dalton Smith here and more Chris Dalton Smith. I'm excited to see Dalton come out off of two losses and get his first win here. So I'm excited for it. For the record, I'm a very deceptive 240 pounds. <laughs> so is Greg. Uh, <laughs> Cameron, I'm a <laughs> All right. So clean sweep there for Dalton Smith. Next bout, catch weight, 195 pounds. Now, I don't have a whole lot of information about this fight, but something tells me it's going to be really good. We've got Robbie Burns making his debut out of the Reed Regiment in Waverly, Tennessee, an understudy of Rico Ralston. If you guys remember Rico Ralston back in the day, pro fighter. Uh, I believe he's a military uh, military guy, looks to be young buck uh, and looks to be in good shape. He's taking on Jack Bowles, who is making his debut as an independent fighter out of Lebanon. And Tyler, you can probably set us up a little better on Jack Bowles, as you know him uh, better than I do. Yeah, so uh, this fight, uh, I mean, the guy said he wanted to fight, you know. And I mean, he, okay, he's known to do the backyard brawling stuff. Well, you know what? I'm the guy to give you the chance. So, <laughs> uh, but, so this one's going to be the spectacle. He's 6'10", fighting at 195 pounds. Say that tide again one more time for those in the back. He's 6'10". <laughs> <And laughs> so he's huge. Um, like, when I stand next to him, oh, he's, he's massive. So, um, and the guy that he's fighting 6'3", he's going to make a tall guy look fucking short. So Yeah. Um, yeah, Burns doesn't yeah, look hey, to be I little. Right? Huh? I said Burns doesn't look to be like a little guy. Yes, Tyler. No, no, he, swear he words. seems pretty thick. So, um, and I mean... Man, I, I don't know what to expect from this fight. I'm just expecting the fucking show because I mean this this is one of those to me it's like a pride fight because you don't you got a skyscraper. I mean the other guy's still big, but you're looking at a fucking guy that's six ten. Most people in their lives never seen somebody that tall. So, um, I mean, could it be technical? Maybe. Could it be just a dirty ass brawl? <laughs> Most likely. So, I'm expecting good. All right, Justin. All right, Hobbs, get started. Oh, I like my bras dirty. Uh, I'm going with uh, <laughs> holy shit. I don't know. Uh, I'm going with uh, six three. Which one's that? Burns. Robert Burns. I'm going with Burns. Red corner Burns. Greg. I thought Bowles was the six ten guy. He is. Yeah, Bowles. Yeah, Bowles is the six ten guy. Yes. So yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff went with Jeff. No, Jeff went. He said he wanted the six three guy. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> I would just start off by saying I'm no promoter or no matchmaker by no means, but I think we made a mistake by putting these two giants uh, in the ring for the second MMA fight at night because you got to follow that up afterwards. And uh, I don't. <laughs> oh, I got some lack of support. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying you may have a lackluster heavyweight fight. Both of these guys come. I get tired out. Are they 195? Right, that's a deal. yeah. That's good. No, I think it's going to okay. be a really, really fun one. I don't know which way it goes, but I have a feeling it's going to be something you need to make sure you're, you're watching. Well, I know that uh, I know that the reason why Jeff went with Burns is because he's actually training in a gym in Waverly, Tennessee. But I mean, ten, uh, you know, six ten. That's a lot of body to hit. I mean. That's a lot of reach there, too. So I'm going to have to go with Jack Bowles. All right, Chad. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to have to go with uh, Mr. Jack Bigfoot Bowles as well. Uh, so Hobbs and Burns, the other two of Bowles. 
All right, all right. Up next, it is a catch weight of 160 pounds. It is MMA still. We're, we're, we're staying in MMA until I tell you otherwise. Uh, we have uh, – we have, now, this one should be fun. Another fun one, man. We've got Amy Boyd, Amy O's Boyd, if you will. Owen one making uh, his second trip to the cage from the Boyd Brothers MMA stable in Atlanta, Georgia, Hotlanta. Uh, Amio's made his debut uh, on short notice about two or three Valor shows back, and he also fought Bronson Bazorgi, uh, and he lost the decision. But man, I was impressed with this guy for a debut. Honestly, he was uh, you know he he was pretty composed out there. They went all three rounds, uh, even though he lost. It was it was a decision loss. And uh, I, I say this jokingly all the time, but uh, to me, Amios is looks like a even more jacked up, big version of Cromwell Stewart. Uh, and uh, when you're talking to him, especially, it's just like, man, this is like talking to Cromwell. He's got longer hair, though. Uh, and so, but man, he's, he's, he's a trip, and uh, those guys are always, always bring it. Uh, he is taking on the debuting Eric Reyes, who is, works with uh, Tyler Edwards, who we're on the line with. So I'm going to turn it over to Tyler to uh, give us the, the scoop on Eric Reyes. Man, okay. So uh, Eric came to me, uh, say, when I was still uh, working at the Hearts of Pine Fitness. It's a uh, the, they, the owner of it was the host for the Hartsville Taco. Hartsville Taco is one of our sponsors. Um, and uh, Eric's actually the cook for the Hartsville Taco. So um, he contacted me, um, say, when I, I posted about the fight, and he instantly was in, you know. So um, he grew like, up in Mexico, had a real kind of hard upbringing. But, I mean, he's, uh, you know, I've always heard about the Mexican warrior coming out and say, I mean, say the natives. And I mean, I'm expecting this kid to just, I mean, be nasty. Like, I mean, that, that's the best way to put it. I mean, he's, I mean, hey, he might not be too technical. I mean, we just started working a couple months back, but at the same time, he's going to be a brawler that I think this kid's going to have a hard time to handle. Uh, he's, I'm working on my Spanish, so I got some broken Spanish words. You're going to hear me yell out to him. Because, uh, I mean, I ain't going to lie. I've been in school. Yeah, like I'm gonna be saying Diablo, you know, I'm whatever I got going on. But uh, I passed the 96 in Spanish, but I cheated, so uh, my my Spanish ain't too good legally. legally. But um, I feel like this one's gonna be one of those that uh, it's gonna shock the people on how exciting it will be. So yes. All right, Greg, you get us started. I have. Jamal Turner highlighted on my bout sheet, so that's why I'm going to go with. I don't, I don't know, man. We're not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Greg. We're not on that fight. We are on <laughs> Amio's. We're on Amio's Boyd. Amio's Boyd versus uh, Eric Reyes. Did you listen to the rules before we started, man? He told you you had one job tonight. Pay attention. I hate you guys so much. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with the boy. I'm gonna go with the boy brother here from Atlanta because he's who I'm familiar with right here, and that's who I and, and that's who I'm that's who I'm going with. Ken, I had uh, the boy brothers circled on this one because I didn't know anything about Reyes, but I think Tyler sold me on it, so I'm gonna go with Reyes on this one. Hubs, hey, <laughs> uh, is it my tiebreaker? Uh, uh yeah. Yep. Uh, man, I like these boy brothers every time they come out. And how long has Amio's known about this fight, uh, Tim? A, a fair amount of time, actually. Uh, I, I would say how long uh, since we've made this one, Tyler? I guess a month. 
Okay. So it's not a short notice, you know, like he was no, last no. time. So, right. Have we invited Cromwell? Can we send – we need to invite Cromwell, though. I want to. I want these two standing side by side. They are, their faces are yeah, identical. I can give him a shout. I'll shoot him a message. Yeah, yeah. Tell him he's going to come. <laughs> we found the dude that shit him out. His name is Amio's <laughs> boy. got him look alike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going – I'm going with Amio's boy. All right. Cool, cool. Chad with uh, Reyes, the other two avoid. All right. Up next, let's get on uh, to our next one here. And uh, this is uh, the fight that Greg wants to talk about. So we'll talk about middleweights, 185 pounds, another short notice. Now, this one is a short notice fight. Originally uh, set to be Austin Woods, who we saw uh, at the Valor show probably three shows back. He, he beat, he knocked off Tommy Waller. Uh, he pulled out. And uh, is replaced by Blake Perry as he'll take on Jamal Turner. Jamal Turner, one and two out of Team Legion in Nashville, one of uh, six representatives from that team. I don't know a whole lot about Jamal. I think he's fought most of his fights on uh, Jonathan Ivey's cards. He looks like he's put together, though. And he's taking on Blake Perry, who is three and three. And he is making the long flight from the Big Island. On short notice uh, in uh, Waipio, Waipo, Waipio, Hawaii, and uh, I'm excited to see him throw down. It looks like uh, just looking at his pictures that he sent me, he's had he's been involved in some bloody wars. Uh, Tyler, your man, take. right? Man, my take on this: I've worked with Jamal uh, a couple times at Guardian when he was there. Uh, you know, he moves well. He's got some good groundwork, so I'm expecting good things. Like since he's been working with Legion, um, so that's going to be kind of exciting to see what he's developed into. Now, uh, the Perry guy. So, man, from the get-go, he was begging for a fight. And at the same time, I didn't have nobody in that weight class or anything, but begging me. Almost every other day, sending me a message. That's awesome. I loved it. So, man, I had that one fall out. He's the first person I went to. Literally, he he bought his plane ticket 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, he was about it. So, he's about this shit. You know, that kind of thing, he's bought his own ticket. Again, these Hawaii guys, you know what? I'm I'm a fucking Hawaiian now, you know. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, Tyler's gonna have a place to stay out there. Man, I'm gonna be good to go. Uh, I ain't buying no damn hotel. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I'm actually allowing these guys to stay at my home. I mean, I'm only 20 minutes from Lebanon, so obviously a transition to the uh, hotel ain't gonna be bad. So, um, but I mean, yeah, dude, I this show this fight's gonna be awesome, regardless if it's gonna be. A tactical brawl or just a nasty ass fight. I don't care, man. Um, I'll be using the same words because I don't know how these guys fight, but I'm excited as hell about it. So, all right, Chad, get us started. You know, anybody that's that, that eager to buy a plane ticket from Hawaii to take a trip on four days' notice and get in a cage, um, it's got my respect. So, I'm going to go with Blake Perry on this one. Hobbs. Yeah, there's a couple of rules I live by. You know, don't play cards with somebody with the first name of a city. Uh, <laughs> never date a girl with the first name of a luxury car. Don't fuck with Hawaiians, dude, man. They will fucking <laughs> cut you. They will kill you. Uh, just I'm going with fucking Blake Perry, man. Same same as our dude that come from Connecticut, man, you know, for the last yeah. show. These dudes don't – they don't make this, uh, you know, commitment – he, he is not flying across the big water over to the mainland. And then once you get to the mainland, still having to fly across the country uh, right. to, lose a, to, to lose a fight. It, it, it ain't happening. You know, a lot of fighters do that cliche. You're going to have to kill me. 
Fuck that. He yeah. means it. Like, he means it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going home with a little shiny metal or in a box, probably. So uh, I'm going Blake Perry 100%. All right, Greg. Okay, let me pull up my bout sheet with Blake Perry and Mr. Turner. Uh, you, just well, you, said you, Turner, you said you had Jamal Turner. You said you had Jamal Turner. Damn, damn! <laughs> <laughs> Getting your ass. Tell one lie, it leads to another. You tell two lies to cover up each other. Damn! All right, now listen. Okay, we're talking about we're talking about Blake Perry out of Hawaii. There's only 16, 16 fighters that are even active in Hawaii right now that are amateurs, and he's ranked in the fifty percentile at eighth. He's three. He's three and three right now. They don't even have his third win on here, so I don't even know if it was sanctioned. Uh, and last but not least, we know that our boy Jamal Turner is coming from Nashville. He's going to have his hometown crowd there. He's not going to just lay down for somebody because they live halfway across country. And you guys keep talking about this guy buying his own plane ticket. Have you looked at fucking plane tickets? COVID has killed the airlines. He might have even been flying over for like thirty-five fucking dollars. Y'all don't know. Oh, okay? Well, so, I'll tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. His his name on Facebook is Airman Perry, so he may have flew his damn self. Tell you, I don't think this guy's coming from his hometown in Nashville to lose. So I'm taking Jamal Turner at one and two, even though he's half experienced as Blake. I mean, I know Blake Perry's about it. He wouldn't be if he wasn't coming, but I'm sorry. I don't know anything about him, and I've got to come up on the fucking card against uh, Jeff, so I'm taking Jamal Turner. Well, first, then why did you pick this damn fight to talk about? That may have been the dumbest shit I've heard all night. I didn't pick that fight. Y'all gave it to me. I was just going to say Jamal Turner in, in, in honor of uh, in honor of boss man Eric Turner just because of the name. That's all I was going to say, but then you guys were being dickheads. It wouldn't let me talk, so I had to talk with you. Jesus Christ, no one comes to a fight to lose. We know that. Fuck. You don't know. You don't know he's coming to lose, but shit. There's 16 fighters in Hawaii, and, and, and that's at 185, and he's coming up 10 pounds on this one, right? So, I mean, like, there's a, there's just a, there's a lot to, to figure out. Every one of his fights there is landed in the first two, two and a half minutes. I don't know. You know, all I'm hearing, you know, all I'm hearing out of your mouth, Greg, is Pineda. That's what I'm hearing. Pineda. Oh, don't get me started. I'm surprised Greg didn't ask if one of them was a wrestler. Yeah, that's why he, they don't have wrestling in Hawaii. That's why he didn't pick them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, hey, the kid's actually from Ohio originally. He's oh, probably yeah. Curveball, curveball, plot twist. He doesn't even surf, guys. Y'all fuck yeah. up. Yeah. No, <laughs> Ohio's wrestling country. Oh, yeah, oh, Ohio. Ohio. Hell, mm. No. Mm. All right, Ohio. so Greg, Greg will turn the other two of Perry. Okay. Up next, it is the oh man, this is a big boy. Super heavyweights. This is over 265 pounds. Who knows what the hell they'll come in at? We've got Justin Ball, 0-1 out of the Logan top team in Logan, West Virginia, making his return to the cage after several years off. Uh, he'll be taking on the debuting Lamonzo Matthews out of Mount Juliet and representing Chonbury Muay Thai. What can you tell us, Tyler? Um, man. All right. So I know Darren and, uh, I just met up with Lamonzo and let me tell you what, this boy is huge. Um, he's, uh, I think six, six, 375 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, so that's, that's wow. a lot of fucking man meat. Um, yeah. and, uh, I wasn't expecting him to be that big and you know what? It, it kind of sucks in the next one, but it was cool. He, he took some tickets. Hopefully he sells them all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, from what I've been told, he's an awesome athlete. 
So I know a couple guys that went to school with him in high school. Um, and I mean, for a big guy, they say he moves very good. So that's nice to hear, especially he's been training Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu for about two, three years. Um, now, not so much on the Jiu Jitsu part. So maybe that's a little rusty, but at the same time, I feel like his striking is going to be on, on point for being a big boy. All right, Justin. Start out with Hobbs this time. Well, I too have a lot of man meat, a lot of it, and so I am going to go with Lamonzo Matthews. <laughs> Greg, uh, you can't really claim that man meat if it ain't yours. I know you have a lot of it, but it's still ain't your man meat. So, uh, I, but I'll follow in there and I'll take uh, Lamonzo Matthews. Um, United, he went. Well, you've been holding it. You've been holding it this whole uh, this whole year on these picks. So. <laughs> You would know. I was waiting for you. Just spit it out. What are you trying to say? I've been holding what? What are you talking about? Been holding my man, man meat. <laughs> oh, all that man meat, I was saying. Yeah, but, but it wasn't yours to begin with. I mean, it's mine. Time. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be perfect. If you could do that. Hey, guys, just give me a second. Um, yeah, if you could do that. Um, yeah, that'd be perfect. Um, yeah, what do you got? Uh, let me go with uh, clean sweep and go with Lamondo. All, right. All right. Clean sweep we have, and we're moving on to another short notice bout here. Catch weight, 130 pounds, originally set to be Christian Lozano, uh, the brother of Zach Lozano, who we'll talk about here in just a little bit, but we've seen in Valor. He is 0-1 and representing Team Legion in Nashville, Tennessee. Dropped his debut fight. Uh, if I'm on speakerphone and somebody, I don't know, uh, I'm echoing. Um, I'm sorry there. Uh, Christian Lozano, 0-1, representing Team Legion in Nashville, Tennessee. The brother of Zach Lozano uh, dropped his debut on a Jonathan Ivey show. Uh, in, to my uh, recollection, Zach told me he took that fight on short notice, like that day or something. Uh, so uh, Lozano, a state champion wrestler. Uh, so that mm-hmm. should uh, get a few uh, peckers hard out there. Uh, the uh, wow. he, he was originally supposed to uh, face Ray Hewitt. At a KMAA um, at 125, Ray Hewitt with an arm injury has to withdraw, replaced by his teammate, Jackson Donovan, um, who is uh, needed this fight to be a 130. So that's why we're at 130. That said, Jackson Donovan, uh, you know, is a flyweight uh, with proper uh, preparation. He is five and one, though, so holds a pretty massive experience experience advantage over Lozano. Uh, Donovan, I believe, to be a, a blue belt. And uh, coming off his first loss, though, you know, 5-0 and and, and lost his last one uh, last time out uh, at the Valor card just uh, a month ago to Jacob Romano. So he's looking to bounce back. We'll see how he responds to that first loss against the uh, – the, so in, in my opinion, this is kind of a jiu-jitsu versus wrestling bout here. Uh, Tyler, anything to add? Oh, okay. Man, um, yeah, so I was, uh, when I met up with Zach uh, to get some tickets, he kind of gave me some uh, – Info on his brother. I mean, I found out that he was a state championship wrestler. Wrestling does give you a, a good starting point in MMA. I, I feel like it's a good, well-rounded base if you know how to transition to it. So um, hopefully, you know, obviously they say wrestlers have bad hands. Hopefully they've been working on his hands. And um, Honestly, I didn't know the record of the other kid. Um, but uh, now, I mean, hey, uh, obviously he does have a big uh, advantage in the experience department. But at the same time, I mean, I I felt comfortable after my first fight, you know. So, I mean, hey, maybe he did get the jitters out the first time. So, he is going to be fighting in front of a hometown crowd. And, I mean, like, uh, I forget who mentioned it earlier, but that's very um, energizing. I love fighting in front of a hometown crowd. So, 
um, I think this one will be uh, either, like you said, either a jiu-jitsu guy first. I mean, either the wrestler's going to be on top dominating or the jiu-jitsu guy's going to submit him. So it's going to be, it's going to be close, I think. You know, a little, a little note here before we get to the picks. Uh, Lozano and though in that team, they knew exactly who Jackson Donovan was, and there was no hesitation in taking this fight. Okay. So, so awesome. there's not like they were uh, coerced into it, or they they it, they just they were about it real quick. In fact, they had asked for his teammate Ray Hewitt, who was uh, Ray's four and four, I think uh, at this point. So Ray actually had eight fights. Uh, so they're oh, wow. definitely okay. ready, definitely willing and ready to test themselves yeah, against yeah. tough competition. Just. That's awesome. Let's start with Greg this time. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I was just uh, uh, trying to put my pecker down because you just said something about a, um, a state champion versus uh, uh, Tom Brady Jr. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, I did. Five and zero, oh, five and one. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah that's um, that's a hard fight to pick right there. It really is, dude. I don't care what you say. Uh, Jackson Donovan is five and one for a reason. He's a tough kid. Does he usually fight at one twenty five as well, right? He's going well. He's actually he's actually been fighting him at, at one thirty five and coming in at like one thirty two. So he was about to drop to one twenty five, but he has been fighting at thirty five, just like way undersized. Well, I and also Jackson's only nineteen. These are two kids. Jackson's only nineteen years old with that many fights. I know, and, and as much of a boner I know that Chad and I both will have for Lozano, I'm going to have to go with Jackson Donovan. All right, Chad. Yeah, definite props to Lozano for being a state championship wrestler. Um, but Jackson's getting the full gamut of, of mixed martial arts at KMA. So um, not only does, does Jackson have the blue belt in, um, in jiu-jitsu, but, you know, he gets a lot of wrestling work there too. So I think that's going to cancel out Lozano's pedigree. And um, I'm going to go with Jackson on this one as well. Hobbs. Yeah, I'm going Jackson as well. Uh, I mean, I got to go with what I know on this one. Um, I like Jackson. No, sweet. 145 pounds next MMA. This is the debuts for both of these guys. Uh, we've got Reeve Satterfield making his debut out of Chonbury Muay Thai in Nashville, Tennessee. He is two and one or two and zero oh maybe uh, in kickboxing. This will be his first uh, MMA fight. Looks like he's put together. Taking on Dylan Dotson, who is making his debut as well, independently out of Tullahoma, Tennessee. Uh, I don't know a lot about Dylan. Tyler, I'm going to let you set the table on this one because you you actually know Dylan a bit. And uh, what you got? All right, so, uh, man, okay, so Dylan, I trained with him uh, once at Tullahoma tie. He was training under Shane for a little while, um, but Dylan had the mindset that, say, he didn't want to put on the gi. He didn't want to do um, any groundwork, any judo, or in, I'm guessing jiu-jitsu as well, or gi jiu-jitsu. Um, he just felt like it was uh, in, like inhibiting. It wasn't good for him. Um, so he went and started training with some guy named Curtis, and that's all I got on that. Um, but Curtis was a wrestling coach at MTSU, so he's kind of been working with him on the ground, uh, just the defensive style um, of grappling. But, uh, I mean, the kid is uh, like one of them um, anime guys. He likes a lot of that, uh, the Japanese anime. So uh, probably going to – I think he's walking up to like some Dragon Ball Z rap. So um, he's going to try to – he's going to be a kicker. Um and man, uh, I, I don't know what to expect really, but uh, like I felt like the devil's advocate in this one because the kid wanted to do a kickboxing match. I'm like, man, come on, it's not like getting the real experience unless you really do it. 
And he's like, man, yeah, you're right. So uh, he really wanted to do kickboxing, but hey, I talked him into it. So nice. if he gets his ass whooped, I'm sorry, but at the same time, it's good experience. Like you don't you don't lose, you learn something. So, all right, Chad, you want to get us started? Yeah, um, debut versus debut. I'm gonna go with uh, the, the guy that's got a gym. I'm gonna go with Reed. All right, Hob. Yeah, I've seen uh, Satterfield before. It might be his debut MMA, but I've seen him uh, uh, compete. I believe he was on the Dixon card last uh, last one I worked. Um, he's got some heavy hands, man. He looked good standing up. Um, and the thing about Nashville, he may be from Chambori, Muay Thai, but, I mean, these guys right here in that Davidson County area between Nashville MMA, Guardian, Chambori, you know, Sith Law, I mean, they all bounce around all these gyms, so don't think that that's the only training he's getting at, at Chambori. He's he's getting more training than that, so I'm going Reeves Satterfield. All right, Greg. Okay, what I heard out of all who's getting trained? who's getting trained by Curtis? <laughs> That's, that's Dylan Dotson. Who is it? Dylan Dotson has got Curtis. Okay. With those credentials right now, that's, if that's all I have to go off of, I cannot roll with Dotson. And if he's just running with, <laughs> training with Curtis, I'm going to have to go with Reed Satterfield. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> that's it. All right. Uh, three sweeps in a row. All right. Uh, let's go back to the flyweight division. 125 pounds MMA. It is the debuting Hunter Harris out of Team Legion in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, his first MMA fight, but he did a kickboxing debut, I believe, just back at the Warriors Den show like a couple weeks ago. I think he lost the decision, maybe they said. Um, he is a young buck and, uh, again, uh, don't know a whole lot about him. I, I think he may have some wrestling. Tyler will be able to fill us in because he had reached out to Tyler before. Uh, he's taking on Austin Spires, 0-2 independent fighting out of Cookville, Tennessee. We've seen him both times on Valor cards with a loss to um, to both Ray Hewitt and Jackson Donovan. He's He comes at you, though. Uh, Spires comes out of the gate firing. Uh, striking didn't look that bad in those fights, but his submission defense is where he's going to have to work. You know, so we'll see uh, how this one shakes out. Tyler, uh, what, what can you tell us? Well, I'll tell you, uh, Hunter Harris, um, say when I was fighting amateurs, um, I guess that kind of motivated the kid, and he sent me some, like, little uh, role model message you know it was cool um it, it was just a little weird because i mean i'm just an amateur and i didn't expect that um but uh i mean basically he wanted to get into it and all that so uh i think he did maybe some he tried to do the military thing or something i don't know uh had a baby um got married and now uh he started to train at a legion mma or legion jiu-jitsu i'm sorry um and uh so I feel like if that kid has a problem with submission defense, I got a good feeling that Hunter Harris might pull it out with his phase wrestling background. Um, I mean, that's where, I mean, I've known that that's where he's comfortable um, at first. Now he did do a kickboxing fight, maybe just to get comfortable on the stand-up. So um, I think he's going to come out like a bat out of hell as well. So this one's going to be exciting. All right, so Hobbs starts this time. I'm going Hunter Harris. Greg? Greg? Sorry, I had you muted. I'm going with Hunter Harris. All right, Chad? I'll go with the experience and go with Austin Spires on this. All right, Chad with Spires, you're the two with Harris. 
All right, up next, Bantamweights, 135 pounds. Uh, we've got uh, two identical records here. Zach Lozano, the older brother of uh, Christian Lozano, who we just spoke about, Team Legion, National Tennessee, he's 0-3, and he is uh, coming off of a loss last time out at the Valor card, I believe two or three fights ago. He lost a uh, decision to Jackson Todd, who was making his debut on that night. Uh, really good close fight, though. Lozano uh, appears to have some wrestling, very uh, very. Uh, bulky uh kind of uh thick build at 135 pounds tenacious guy taking on drew henry also uh oh and three and out of uh, hawaii uh our second of three hawaiians on this card and uh he's from uh wahiwa i guess maybe you would pronounce it uh rockhouse mma but for this one he's team hawaii uh where those guys are all are all banding together in solidarity i'm excited uh, to see this one here uh i think drew may have some family here in the tennessee area area uh tyler mm-hmm. uh, just got him uh, scooped up at the airport tyler uh, talk about this one. Oh man uh so drew was one of those kids that was i mean in my inbox almost every other day um just get me info show me his flight record this kid had to spend two and a half hours on the phone to re- redirect a flight because it got can't one of his got canceled so um he, he was dedicated from the get-go so again i mean just that kind of Dedication. Now, hey, again, I don't think the record speaks it for both these fighters. I feel like, uh, hey, maybe they just had some good competition. Maybe the kids were better than they thought, or maybe that they fought down to their opponent. Who knows? But um, I think that's all bad mindsets. But hey, some people think there's ways. Um, but uh, I mean, he seems like a fit kid, and I'm actually going to do some myths with him later. So I wish I would have done him earlier, so I could tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, honestly. I don't know much about him, but um, just the fact that the kid wanted to fight that bad, he flew himself from Hawaii. I'm, I'm, I'm not pulling against a hometown kid, but I'm excited to watch this fight. So. All right, Greg. I'm going to go ahead and fade Hawaii for the second time tonight and go with the hometown guy. That was All right. Kid. I thought Lozano looked pretty impressive against Jackson in his fight. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Lozano on this. Hubs? Are we talking about the same Lozano? Because I remember the Lozano fight, and I remember wondering what the hell was he celebrating because it was clear to me that he'd lost all three rounds, but when it was over, he had his hands up, smiling the fucking cheeseburger smile, like the biggest smile in the world, running around with his finger number ones up. And there was no doubt that he lost that fight. Um, now, he was tough because I felt he uh, took a lot of punishment and, and stayed in the game. But I, I don't remember that fight being as as close as you guys do. Um, uh, well, hell, this is the second guy. It, according to Greg's statistic, I mean, there's only 14 others left in Hawaii uh, <laughs> at this point now. So uh, where was this guy, Greg? What number was he on well, 1 through 16? That, no, no, that was at 185. These guys are smaller, so I, I, oh. I, can, get, I can get that for you. Oh, so 16 wasn't the whole state. It was just that one weight. No, case. but it was. No, it was middleweight, though. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, shit, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. Um, did I go with the other Lozano? No, I went with Jackson Donovan. All right. I, I guess I'll go with this Lozano because – I don't know. This guy spelled his name with a U. Drew with a U. I don't know about that. 
Like Drew Hill. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sweep for Lozano. And I may or may not be picking with some strategy now at this point with Greg. All right. Up next, we've got uh, our our uh, our only female fight on this card. Actually, uh, it's a catchway, and we're moving back to the Muay Thai rules here. Three two minute rounds, striking only here, folks. As we've got Madison Pack, one and one out of the aforementioned Tullahoma Thai boxing. I believe the significant other of the head coach. Uh, at Tullahoma Tie Boxing. She's taking on the debut in Courtney Hunter. Uh, don't have a lot of information on uh, Courtney besides the fact she trains with uh, DJ and uh, Chris Beasley at Sith the Law Muay Thai. Uh, so you know she'll be well prepared, but doesn't have the experience yet of PAC. So I think someone's kind of a toss up. Uh, Tyler. Man, uh, yeah. So I've actually uh, trained a little bit with uh, Madison. Uh, Chris Tai. Um, Shane's got her drilled in right. Um, so I mean, I'm excited to see what she comes out, obviously with more experience. Um, now Courtney Hunter, I've also heard that, uh, she's, uh, not one to sleep on. So then that's awesome to hear. Cause, uh, I mean, obviously she's O and O she doesn't have no experience, but, um, I think we're going to have a nice showing of, uh, ladies Muay Thai come on Saturday. All right, Justin. Chad, to get us started. I think I'll go with Courtney Hunter on this one. Hobbs. Man, I want to say I've seen Madison Pack before. Um, maybe maybe it was uh, on the Dixon on uh, the you know Jose Lynch card. card. Kickboxing. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do remember her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, good job, Shane. She was a cute girl. I remember that. <laughs> uh, man, all these uh, all these uh, Sith Law, all the Chris's girls are are so technical. Um, Mm-hmm. Man, that's a tough one. This is this is a tough one to pick. Actually, it's probably one of the harder ones on the card. Uh, yeah, to pick a yeah to pick a winner. Uh, I don't think if I, if I remember Madison's fight, and then you know a lot of these girls, maybe they're not going to knock each other out, but man, they they're just so technical and crisp. Uh, the the judges are going to have their hands full on this one. I'm I'm going to I'm going to stay with uh, I'm going to go Nashville on this one. I'm going Courtney Hunter. All right, Greg. Yeah, I'm going to go with Courtney Hunter, too. All right, another sweep. All right, moving on. Now, this is the fight that I'm looking forward to, guys. 145 pounds, two 1-0 fighters going at it. We've got Chance Gilbert out of a Gogi Combatives in Chattanooga. Uh, like I said, he's 1-0. I, I I think he's a purple belt. Greg can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, a very accomplished grappler, uh, very uh, very aggressive. He won his MMA debut uh, with Valor back in the spring, I want to say, uh, with a pretty impressive win over a, a tough guy from uh, down in Atlanta and uh, a guy that came out of uh, the Sunsout team, actually. And, um, you know, he's a guy that grapples a lot. He does a lot of uh, grappling tournaments and uh, super fights and things like that. But when it comes to the MMA, uh, you know, he still only had the one fight. Like his opponent, Nick Saragosa, our third Hawaiian on the card. Now, Nick Saragosa is from Hawaii by way of Las Vegas. He says he moved to Las Vegas to train. He's with Team 808 there and also 1-0. He made his debut Roughly around the same time, I think February of this year on a show out in California. Uh, looks like he's put together. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more information on him besides that. But from what I can gather, this is going to be a striker versus grappler type affair. Tyler. Yeah, no. Uh, and, and say, Drew, um, I'm sitting here talking to him. Uh, they're actually on their way to go pick up Blake Perry from the airport right now. Um, but uh, talking to him, he says that 
Nick's an athlete. Like he's aggressive, so that's good to hear. He, you just said that he's a striking heavy, so that's even more exciting to see. Um, he, he moved to um, Las Vegas, obviously, to get say better training. I mean, because mm-hmm. as of right now, Hawaii's shut down on shows. They're not fighting. No, but I mean, that's why these guys are coming in. They're, I mean, they got to go out of uh, state to find something. So. Um, Thankful we got a show going for him, and I'm glad these guys could perform for us. And then uh, held that Gilbert uh, or a chance. Uh, yeah, he's. I feel like he's going to bring a hell of a show as well. So, I right, back to you, Hubs. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, Gilbert. Greg. Yeah, you're talking about Nick's uh, Saragosa having to move in here to Nevada, but to work, uh, Las Vegas to work and whatnot. And this, that, another thing is if all their gyms are shut down and their shows shut down, they're coming here to fight. I'm talking about Chance Gilbride. Since COVID's happened, he, uh, this kid, you know, he's a well-rounded jujitsu guy. He, like uh, Tim said, he's still green to the game. And, uh, I, I don't know Nick, but I know he's coming from a long way, but I've been fading Hawaii all night, but I got to tell you guys, Chance isn't a guy that loses. Uh, he just, he finds a way. Uh, but uh, we hadn't got to see Chance get hit yet, and uh, but I'm willing, to, I'm will, I'm willing to put my money on Chance here to go two and zero, uh, and probably end that with a submission victory. Hobbs, I mean, Chad, uh, I did some uh, some grappling rounds with Chance just yesterday, and uh, I like his fighting spirit. He'd get he'd get pissed. If you if you got the upper hand on him, and uh, <laughs> I like seeing that, so I'm I'm gonna go with Chance on this. All right, another clean sweep. That's like six in a row. Wow, I didn't expect that. Uh, moving on, we've got uh, another welterweight contest, 170 pounds MMA. It is the debuting Dustin Bailey, uh, who is out of Virginia. Um, he is I, I, he's really kind of more independent and kind of bounces around to different places, but uh, I believe he's claiming Team Manon for this show. He's out of the Radford, Virginia area. Uh, this will be his first MMA fight. He's been trying to fight uh, with Valor here for several months and just – shit keeps getting fucked up uh he was supposed to get his uh he was supposed to do be on the tie show that got canceled actually as well so he's been like chomping at the bit to get in here and fight he has done some rough and rowdy boxing uh if you're not familiar with that that is uh kind of like uh akin to your tough man uh boxing contest that they do up in west virginia uh he's taking on cody tungit uh oh and one out of guardian mma in lebanon cody man i'm a fan of this guy i saw he made his debut on the valor card that we did in nashville about two years ago he's really tall and long uh you know he's he's very tough uh kind of uh kind of just that dog you know he's he's a guy that is just gonna fight till his last breath he was in a really fun fight that night um against a kid from ufc gym i remember and it was a fight that he was winning i mean he was really beating shit out of this kid for like two rounds and then the third round from what i recall cody started to fade a little bit and gassed and he let the kid come back and get him but a very exciting fighter and i think this one's gonna be a lot of fun okay tyler yeah man uh cody's a teammate of mine uh i got him into training it was awesome uh and he used to be a bull rider, so that's how that's how he got fucking. Tough. I can see that. Is, I can see that. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And then yeah. he, I mean, he's trying to get me to bull ride, and I'm like, man, I fucking might, but I don't know. <laughs> I can see um, you on a bull. But, uh, man, I'll, I'll fucking do it. Fuck it. I'll try. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, you're catching on Primal Combat pay per view. 
Yeah, right. Um, but no, um, but yeah, no, uh, he's tough, man. So um, I'm dark side heavy in my jujitsu. I love the leg locks. I will fucking take your home, leg home with me if I get it. So Cody adopted that, and I love that in the jujitsu. But his um, overall game is tight. He's tough-headed. He's hard-nosed. Now, say, like, I, okay, I've watched Dustin Bailey's fight. And, I mean, look, he's got that one fight on, say, the Mighty Mouse, Little Mighty Mouse's fight night or whatever on YouTube. Yeah. It's a joke. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, no, they're, they're, they're hitting. And then you could tell the dude say, hey, he's turning his punches. And then you could tell they start, like, pity-patting. It, it was just a joke. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, has the kid really been hit? We don't know. So, I mean, I think, I think this one's going to be – uh, I mean, I mean, nasty. I can't. I keep repeating myself. I don't give a shit. But it, it's gonna be bloody as hell. Like I, that's something that I'm looking forward to. I want that blood boy working that mat all damn night. So, yeah, that's what I'm expecting. Blood in this one. All right, Greg. I am going to go with. I don't really know. I'm gonna go with Cody Tungit. Chad. I'll go with Dustin Bailey. And Hobbs? Tungate. All right. So uh, Chad for Bailey, the other two for Tungate. All well, right. A cool name to say, really. Yeah, yeah right. Tungate. Tungate <laughs> shit. Uh, so we've got uh, our final tie fight of the night. And, and uh, Tyler's done it a little bit differently than what I would typically do. But I'm, I like it because there's a little bit, there's some hype here on this one. This is a junior's. Muay Thai fight uh, placed right before your your title fights, and it's at 160 pounds. We've got the debuting Kobe Cantrell representing Upper Cumberland MMA in uh, Cookville, Tennessee, 16 years old, and uh, it's the first time we've seen him. Who knows? I don't know what to expect. From the picture, he looks like he's an athletic kid, and he is taking yeah. on uh, another debut in Jacob Maudlin. Now, Jacob has done some K-1 uh, youth fights, but this will be his first Thai fight. Now, he is a guy, I want to say, Tyler told me that he started at Guardian, and then he was at National MMA, and I guess when National MMA had, like, a, there was a changing of the guard, if you will, at, uh, mm-hmm. at National MMA, and so now he is at Sithalaw with uh, DJ Miller and uh, Chris Beasley. So this will be his first fight out of that gym and his first fight in the tie rules. But he has, like I said, he has, I want to say they told me he's two and one in K1 rules. There's some hype behind this modeling kid. And uh, I don't really know much about Cantrell, but I really think these guys are going to get after it, Tyler. Man, I dude, the reason why I put it here is because I know this fight's going to fucking be phenomenal. I mean, regardless if they're kids. Yeah. Let me tell you what. I, I, I know Modlin broke a grown man's face. So, and he was 13 at the time. Okay, now let's just rewind back. Now I've heard good things about Cam Show. Have I seen him fight? No, but Mosin is a little badass, and I can't wait for this fight. So, I mean, hell, uh, I mean, I told him if he doesn't, probably I'll put a little, I'll put a kid's title up on the next two or three shows. I don't give a shit because, I mean, he deserves it. The kid's phenomenal. Um, and like I said, I mean, I've heard good things about Control. I mean, he's technical. He's Fucking pow- I mean, for size, he's powerful. So it's matching up to be a, well, I mean, heck, it could easily be fight of the night. I mean, if these kids don't knock each other out. All right, Chad. Tyler got me excited on this one. I think I want to see, uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Moblin on this. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, I'm all about these junior fights, man. Uh, every three to four months, uh, Warriors Den out, and like I said, uh, Jose and Mary Rodriguez out in Dixon, uh, you know, they have usually about a good 19, 20 fight card. And 
and I'm going to say 70% of it are juniors. Uh, and they, uh, yep. they, bring, they, 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 they bring heat, man. I mean, those kids, it is what you're going to, one, you're going to be amazed at the number of tickets that are sold because of these kids. That's the first thing you're going to be amazed about is because they bring, they bring fans, uh, the whole family's well, come family out to see them. Yeah. Yes, they do. They come out and uh, show up for these kids and they put on, I mean, they, I've watched these juniors fight and, and they got the crowd standing, you know, in between rounds. Uh, you know, everybody's got a different opinion on whether they should or shouldn't be in there, but you know what? I mean, I love it. They put, they put on a show when they go in there. They, I love that it's at the bottom of the card. And Tim, you and I talked, this is how we change the culture, uh, about, you know, Muay Thai fights and kickboxing fights. Uh, you know, a lot of people put them at the, at the very beginning of the card. And I think a lot of times we undervalue and undersell those fights to where people consider those throwaway fights. You know, I don't have to get there at five o'clock. Oh, because it's just a kickboxing fight or it's just the tie. Right. Fights. I'll, I'll get there at seven. I'll get there at six. Oh, that's the undercard. Uh, I'm not going to get there until those are, you know, uh, we got to start, you know, mixing these uh, fights around and, and showing the value in these and putting them deeper in the card. So I love the fact that they're kids. I love the fact that there's a junior kickboxing right before your title fights. And I know this Modlin kid. I've seen him before and I'm definitely going, uh, Jacob Modlin. Greg. Bye. Uh, gee, I got to ask you at this arena, are they going to be selling alcohol? <laughs> yes, sir. Dude, okay, so here's the kicker. By the time it gets to that point in time of the night, everybody's going to be good and buzzed if they are drinking. Oh, and yeah. You have two, two youngins come out there, dude. Everybody's going to absolutely lose their shit, like Jeff was just talking about. They're going to go absolutely <laughs> ham. I and know. When one of these kids connects with the other one, it, it is going to be an up. It's going to be crazy. So, but with that, I got to go with the uh, law over here with Jacob Molden. All right. I think these kids, man, these kids, they don't stop punching. You know, mm-hmm. the little drills y'all, y'all do, in the, yeah, the drills y'all do on the heavy bags and just two minutes of straight punches, they do this shit for three rounds, man. They don't stop. <laughs> Clean sweep? Yep. All right. First of three title fights. And now, Tyler, I got to say, you have outdone yourself on these title belts because these things are beautiful. Um, if you can check out Tyler's uh, social media or the Primal Combat social media, which you should like and follow, by the way, uh, you will see uh, some pictures of these title belts. And they are uh, there's something else They're uh, They're really you've really gone above and beyond for these guys, especially for it being your first show. And the first title to be on the line is going to be for the first ever first ever bantamweight championship at 135. And uh, we've got uh, familiar faces uh, going to going to battle here. I think our panelists should know these guys. We've got the Sea Goat Anthony Cochran out of KMAA, uh, everybody's favorite pirate, and he is four and four. And at 135, he is two and zero. Oh. And tell you what, uh, we, we've talked about it on the uh, on the podcast over the past several months. Anthony Cochran has found a groove at 135. He's put together. He's jacked. He's yoked. And uh, just his wrestling has really come a long way. Uh, and he's just riding a lot of momentum just in uh, the nicest guy you're ever going to come across. Just uh, super, super, uh, super sweetheart. But he's dangerous. Uh, he's taking on uh, Michael Cribb out of Nashville MMA, our lone Nashville MMA representative here on the card. He's three and 
22 and uh, generally sporting a glorious mustache in green tracksuit. If you've seen him uh, running around uh, at the Valor shows, he's a very good striker, very technical. Um, he's patient out there. Uh, he goes the distance in a lot of his fights. Three and two coming into this. Last time out, lost a split decision to Clay Leak on the Valor card out of the nice guy uh, submission uh, group up there in Indiana. No thing uh, there as Clay Leak was a very good wrestler. And, and Crib just couldn't, he just couldn't stop the take. It, it didn't feel like Crib did, uh, I'm sorry, it didn't feel like uh, Leak did a whole lot of damage, but he just controlled Crib uh, on the ground for those rounds. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Tyler, what do you think about this first title fight? Man, uh, it was funny. I just got reminded of this. So my last amateur fight, uh, the Seagoat made his debut. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I just really, I was just told this uh, by a teammate the other day. And I was yeah, like, he oh, fought on that card in Lebanon then, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not the um, Seagoat so, first. Um, I, I, I like the kid. I mean, he's spunky at the Seagoat thing. You know what? I ain't a fucking pirate, but it's cool. <laughs> so, uh, you do your thing, man. I mean, if that's, I mean... Your gimmick, hey, sell your shit. shit. Yeah, like, that's one absolutely. thing I love about the K and MMA guys. They are doing their best to promote the show, and I love that about them. So, um, hell, I have them guys on every damn fight if, if they want to come show out. So, and I think when he sees this belt, he's going to want to. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and then the other kid, my crib, I don't know um, much on him. Uh, coming out of National MMA, hey, you know, he should be pretty well rounded. Uh, they usually produce some pretty good guys. So um, this one will be definitely one for the books. And I can't, I'm glad it's my first title fight at 135 for sure. All right. Let's see. We're at uh, Hobbs now. All right. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, before I start on this fight, so I took your advice. I, I looked up. These are some damn good looking belts, man. Tyler, real quick, uh, mm-hmm. as quick as you can, because it's close to my bedtime. Uh Tell us about the in memory of uh, on, on the belts, man. What is this? Um, uh, I lost my father in August, and then uh, um, the uh, I didn't like say my last pro fight. Uh, I haven't seen my dad in a while, right? So he showed up and he was sick. I could tell. Um, and I mean, it was just it was different after that. Um, talking to him and all that. So he uh, he fought cirrhosis of the liver. He had a couple other issues, but uh, he passed away, uh, fifty eight years old. So. Um, it's just one of those things that, uh, um, it kind of shocked me. Um, and obviously, uh, his saying, what he left me was able to let me start my dream. And, uh, I know my dad would love to be here. Um, he loved coming to my fights. Uh, and then, uh, Robert Strand, they, um, my dad and my stepmom divorced, um, a few years back and, uh, uh, she was my stepmom for 20 years. She's still, she's still family. So, I mean, I still call her mom. I mean, her mom, whatever. Um, when she met Robert, um, I mean, obviously, of course, you know, hell, I felt like the normal son. You know, I'm going to be standoffish at first, but, I mean, he grew on me. The guy was awesome. Um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, he was just another father figure, man. And uh, it sucked that uh, I lost my dad in August. And then probably... Uh, it was probably just about a month ago, uh, Robert passed away from cancer. So uh, it was just, I mean, 2020 has been a bitch. Um, I want to knock it out in the, the 12th round. That's something I've been kind of saying about this fight, man. I feel like it's sucked up until this point. I feel like this is just the perfect time to turn it the fuck around. We've been getting beat up for 11 rounds. The whole world has. But you know what? This is something that I could bring positive to my community, but something that my... Uh, my fathers would be proud of. 
Yeah, I knew, man, when I saw it, that there had to be, you know, something like that story. So I just wanted to hear it. I thought that was cool as hell. Um, you know, it, it, you know, these fighters, um, they're going to have to ask, you know, and, and every time each one of them wins sure. and, and they're going to wonder and they're going to have to ask. And that just allows you to uh, to tell that story again and again and again. Uh, and, and what's going to happen is, is they're going to take these belts back to their cities and they're going to show them off and they're going to say, the people they show them to are going to say, what is that about? Who is that? And it, it goes on. They'll get to tell that story again and again and again. So, you know, you picked a cool way to uh, honor all of them uh, or both of them. And, um, you know, you're, you just guaranteed that uh, that their stories are going to get told over and over again every time somebody wins one of these belts, man. Cool story. Uh, now, back to these fights, man. Uh, this is a hell of a fight. This is a solid, solid fight here between Cochran and Crib. Uh, like you said, Tim, Crib, Crib didn't win that fight. We saw him in Nashville. Um, but, I mean, you can tell he's got chops. We know Anthony um, is a really solid fighter. Anthony's really up and down, uh, but he's been up. You know, and so Crib's, uh, you know, unfortunately on one of Cochran's upswings right now because uh, he's been doing really, really well here lately. Phenomenal freaking shape. We've all seen that over the last few months. Uh, this is a, a solid-ass fight right here. Um, I am going to go with, uh, I'm going to go crib. All right, Greg. Uh, I want to touch base on them belts too, man. Like it took me a while to find it. Cause I was like adding the Primo combat and everything. And I didn't add that because that's where they were. So anybody who's actually looking for the belts to watch on the event page, you got to like it too. But, uh, and, and like, mm. I'm not trying to throw no shade on or anything, but yeah, I look at those belts and I'm like, oh, that's badass. And I look at the little Primo Combat right there, the inland that looks badass. And you don't look twice, but then when you look at the end in memory of William Edwards, you know, like he was saying, uh, there's also you know, some honor in that belt. And that's what I was thinking. You now, these guys are fighting for that too. And that's pretty neat. So anytime that does come about, it's something a little bit more special. All right. But with that being said, I'm going to go back and touch, uh, touch on this fight with, um, with Anthony Cochran and Michael Cribb, we were talking about how Cribb is good and crisp on the feet, and he's looking better every time he comes in here. He's three and two for a reason. Um, but we said that he can't really stop the takedown. And in Anthony Cochran's last three fights, it seems like this motherfucker is just wrestling and taking people down and then jumping on them and then just trying to finish with a submission, a tight submission like on a pickle jar, or he's just opening up. He's not hitting tremendously hard, but he's hitting hard enough and precise enough to make it hurt. He's finding them openings. I have picked against Anthony Cochran the last three times, and he's won the last three times. I want to pick against him again just so maybe he'll win, but I can't do that with Jeff taking him too, so i got to go with Anthony Cochran. And when he goes pro, which I know he is eventually one day, I don't know how soon or how long it's going to be, uh, because he's, he's getting um, – He's just showing so much improvement. He, I don't know, Tim, he might have went from one and three to four and four or one and four. Yeah, I believe he was, uh, yeah, I believe he at one point was, uh, he was one and three and then he went to two and four and now he's won two in a row, I think. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm, I've already mentioned it and told him that when you go pro, you need to change your name from the Seagoat to Captain Cochran. And he, he liked it. I don't know if he'll go with it, but that was uh, – I can see it. I like his persona. Um, I, I always will. I like him. He's one of my favorite KMA fighters. I don't know how you fuck up the word primal, but Greg was able to do it. 
Uh, Chad. <laughs> hey, you know, people always say, man, you know, Greg, the fuck up, and they look at me, how'd you fuck up? And I'm the fuck up. That's what I do. I mean, shit. Hell. Um, yeah, Crib couldn't stop the takedowns from Leak. Leak didn't have a whole lot with the hands. I think what he's going to run into is, is like has been said, um, Anthony's got a little bit of both. Um, his wrestling's on point. And I believe he can stand and bang if he needs to. Um, I'm going to go with Cochran on this. All right. How's the crib? Give it to Cochran. Co-main event for the first ever Primal Combat Featherweight Championship, 145 pounds. We've got the Honey Badger, Brandon McGee, guy we're very familiar with here in Valor. He's three and three. Uh, another guy that's very up and down. He's, uh, you know, he, he, I think he had his... I want to say that he's on a win, though, on his last one. Um, he is representing Gamma out of Greenville, Tennessee. Uh, typically, uh, always, you know, always in shape. He's a powerful guy of good energy, uh, heavy hands, a motor uh, uh, that is hard to match. He keeps a very, very steady pace. He's in your face, has been susceptible to the submission. So, uh, you know, that is the thing that uh, that McGee is that has kind of bit McGee in the past. Uh, if you can't submit him, though, you better bring your uh, better eat your Wheaties because the pace that he keeps is very hard to match. Uh, taking on Jamie Vasquez, who has the experience advantage here, nine and four out of Chonbury Muay Thai, amongst other gyms in the Nashville area. Um, I don't know a lot about Jamie. I've heard of him over the years. He's never fought for Valor, but uh, at nine and four, he's obviously very experienced. I assume on the mm-hmm. Warrior Den and uh, Jonathan Ivy circuit. So uh, I'm going to lean on Tyler a little bit. Tyler a little bit to tell us about Jamie. All right, so uh, Jamie uh, actually was – I was his first title fight. And uh, so uh, I, I beat him with the – I did a, like a inverted cap slicer from the truck position. Mm-hmm. Um, say he was he was in the uh, title, but I just – it was a slick-ass submission. But uh, um, so after I beat him, uh, he went on like a six, seven, five win streak. And I mean – Hey, the kid is—he just puts it. I mean, like he's a fast. I mean, not. I mean, say fast, like I mean, fast, fast. But I mean, he's got a pace. But I mean, he's just the decision guy. Like, I mean, he put he grinds on guys, and he always pulls out a decision. I don't know if he's finished or submitted anybody in the last few fights, but damn it, he's won them all that he's fought since me. So, um, you know what? The kid's good. Uh, so that's one reason why I gave him the title fight. For one, I mean. He was a former opponent, so I do have a respect for him. That I mean, you don't you only get respect for your opponents when you fight them, and that's obviously if it was a good fight, you know, or a slick ass finish. But um, cool. Um, he's a good ass technical fighter. He comes out of he trains jujitsu with the academy out of uh, um, damn it, I can't remember the name. Uh, maybe Goodlesville, Tennessee. Um, Jason Matherly's their uh, coach uh, for jujitsu. He does train his Muay Thai out of uh, Chambord. Um. Or, yeah, Chumboy. And, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, he's a technical guy, though. So, I'm looking forward to watching him and uh, Brandon McGee fight. Um, anything about Brandon? I, hell, his, his uh, fight pose was just enough to sell me. I mean, <laughs> like you said, he's got the energy to do it. And, I mean, regardless if it's going to be a, a drawn-out decision by um, Jamie or, I mean, Jamie's got good submissions. So, I mean, maybe he does catch Brandon. But Brandon might be that brawler that just brings too much heat. So, this one's going to be exciting as hell. All right, Greg. I have – I know who Brandon McGee is. He's a tough cat. 
He's a 50 50 fighter right now. Uh, but this Jamie Vasquez, I got him highlighted. He's nine and four. That's a lot of experience over the Honey Badger. And if he's been around uh, since 2017, you know, I think he, you know, Edward said that was his last amateur fight. Was it? Or was it your first title fight? Title fight. I think Vasquez has been around for well longer than 2017. Yeah, yeah. No, Jamie was like uh, five and four or something like that when I fought him. So, well, that's who I'm. That's who like I'm that. I don't know. That's how I roll with over the honey badger. I'm going to take Vasquez. All right, Chad. I'm going to go with what I know and go with Brandon McGee. I think he just grinds this out. Um, I think he learned a lot from getting caught in the armbar um, in his last loss, and I think he's he's changed some things up. And uh, I think we're going to see a different Brandon McGee. So I'm going to go with him on this. Hobbs. Yeah, I've, uh, well, let's just say for the record, it's Jaime Vasquez. Okay, uh, it's it's Jaime. It's a, um, I, but I, man, I don't know how, man. I just I guess just from him being local, I feel like I've seen every Vasquez fight, and it's <laughs> not even a, it's not an exaggeration. I mean, he's 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 always on the kind of the smaller local shows. Um, yep. uh, like you said, he grinds it out at the uh, Warriors Den on their shows. Um, you know, Silverado shows when we used to have those in Nashville. Um, Swift Kick shows when Swift Kick uh, does uh, the shows in his gym. Uh, he's he's just he's always been around. Uh, very quiet guy, unassuming. Um, yep. Like Tyler, like Tyler said though. Um, now I have seen him finish fights, but it's very few and far between. Uh, what he's got going is he's hard to finish. Uh, you know, um, he hangs in there. He's he's just he's really hard to get out of a fight. Uh, so, you know, a lot of his losses or a lot of his wins have been decisions. Um, and a lot of his losses have been decisions just because again, he'll take a beating, he'll take a pounding, but he's just, you know, what you expect when you talk about Mexican boxers, you know, kind of the same thing. He's just a tough guy, man. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all that being said, I think McGee's pace, um, will wear on Vasquez, um, I uh, I think just that just intense grind and go, grind and go, uh, you know, for three rounds. Th- this just reminds me of a fight that if Vasquez loses, it's just going to be because of, you know, a, a long drawn out decision where he spends a lot of time with either his back on the ground or his back up against the fence. Uh, so I'm going McGee. All right. So two for McGee and Greg takes Vasquez. Side note there, this will be McGee dropping to 45. You've been seeing McGee at 55 typically, so I kind of expect him to, to maybe have a decent size advantage here over Vasquez to make up for the experience gap because he's a, he's a yoked up dude. Um, all right, in the main event, a fight that we just had changed, like I'm talking, uh, what, 48 hours ago or less at this point, lightweight champion. Yep. For Primal Combat, first ever 155 title, Jose Arriaga representing Tullahoma Thai Boxing. This is their only MMA entrant on the card. Uh, 12 fight veteran, 5 and 7, and uh, has fought as heavy as 170. So I'm expecting him to maybe have a little bit of decent size. He's taking on Spencer Hunter, only 1 and 0 out of Team Legion in Nashville. Now, Spencer uh, was something like maybe three and oh or three and one in kickboxing. So he does have uh, some, some tie experience coming into this, but he made his debut on Valor uh, two shows ago and he beat KMAA's Elliot Heck and he looked really good. 
Uh, he's he, he actually kind of reminds me of Brandon McGee a lot. Uh, like their fight style is like identical almost. And so, uh, and they look very similar as well, honestly, now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, Spencer Hunter uh, steps up on very short notice, replacing Anthony Wilkerson originally in this slot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Wilkerson, uh, a well-known guy in the Nashville area, 12-3, and three, big record. I was really excited for that fight. But, hey, you know, we deal with the, with the hand we're dealt, and, uh, and Spencer Hunter has answered the call to him for stepping up and saving this main event uh, title fight here. Uh, we'll go from five rounds down to three rounds here, Tyler. Yeah, uh, that's, man, it hit. It was like a big uppercut to the balls. You ever hit when it got hit with one in training? It sucks. Um, so, Anthony's a friend of mine. You know, hey, I've known him for a little while. Training with him countless times. Um, it was, it was, it, it was fishy. I thought something was up. Obviously, because he's not made one fucking post about the fight. He didn't sell one ticket. And I'm like, this fight week, and you ain't done nothing. So. I told him, I was like, man, you got you got to text me by the end of the night. You're getting pulled. And, I mean, he did. He texted me, and, I mean, say he had some legit issues. So, um, I understand. You know, it's kept him out of the gym. He's actually out of state. Can't, he, he wasn't even training at the time, uh, say, for, like, a couple weeks, I think. So, um, which I would have appreciated the little shout-out earlier because that would just handled everything a little bit better. It's That's always appreciated. It's always appreciated when they uh, give you a little courtesy, huh? Yeah, motherfucker, give me something. You know, yeah. fuck. Um, so, um, no, I didn't hear from him for like two weeks. Like, hey, yeah. motherfucker, give me something. Um, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, hey, the Spencer Brandon kid. I took my first title fight at 1-0 on three hours notice. I drove to fucking Memphis. And, I mean, hey, I almost won the fight. Caught, caught in a choke. Fuck it. I had the experience, and it was awesome. So, you know what? The kid is tough, I've heard. You said he's got experience in the striking. That makes me even more comfortable. Now, the kid that he's fighting, uh, Raga, uh, he's fighting with Shane out of Tullahoma. He is, what I was told, he was 7-7. Seven seven. Um, but, I mean, maybe two of them weren't sanctioned. But, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, I good chance. Brother, okay? mm-hmm. And then, um, say, uh, he did win his Naga tournament at, at the same venue, actually. So, I mean, hey, he's undefeated under the Farm Bureau Expo Center. So, um, he might have a little edge on the kid but i feel like that kid's gonna be tough enough to make this main event fucking awesome so one reason why he did get the shot because i've been hearing good things about him and the fact is he is one to know but he's willing to take the fight on a few days notice and that takes some balls he's got my respect all right chad get us started quick question is this ariaga kid uh kin to the guy that's uh fighting logan in january no i'm very unlikely I wasn't sure. Um, I'm going to go with Spencer Hunter. Um, taking taking that fight on short notice, taking a title fight on short notice, you got to be confident in what Spencer you're Brandon, doing. Spencer Brandon, I think it's... Spencer, oh, it says Spencer Hunter on my page. Uh, oh, no. shit. It's my bad. It's my bad. It is. It does say Hunter. I apologize. I'm changing that right now, guys. It is Spencer Brandon. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll take Spencer Brandon, whatever his name is. <laughs> All right, Hobbs. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. I just no. I'm just. It changes everything for me, man. His name's Brandon and not Hunter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought the kid did look good. I mean, that Elliot Hick kid from KMA beat. He's like long and put together and was pretty and is like kind of touted a little bit out of there. Yeah, it's it, it's a tough one. I mean. 
normally you would look at, I mean, possibly a seven and seven record, but, you know, possibly 14, you know, fight experience and a guy with only one. But when you look at that one fight, um, it was an impressive ass fight. Um, and not just an impressive fight, but an impressive win. He didn't just go in there and put on a good showing. He came out with a W. So it, it kind of balances out this uh, uneven, uh, you know, record here, um, or lopsided, I should say, uh, experience. Um, uh, Greg, what are you going to pick? What are you going to tell me? Um, Greg? Now that you don't, probably. Uh, well, actually, I've been keeping score. We have five fights that are different, so you already have enough to. Uh, yeah, if you sweep, if you sweep them, you win. So I don't know, guys. I don't know. Shit, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, the Ariaga guy. All right, Greg. You know, you already know it is. Yeah. All right, so two for Brandon, one for Ariago. Who, who did everybody pick? Yep. Oh, yeah. sorry. I apologize. Y'all are waiting on me. All right. So uh, that does it. That wraps up the card, guys. We'll wrap up this uh, this picks panel uh, segment. We've gone long here, but I feel like our conversation has been good. Uh, Tyler, man, before let's wrap this thing up. Uh, let everybody know uh, one last. Uh, give us one last promo on this uh, on this card and uh, where people can get tickets, where they can watch pay per view, uh, and uh, where they can follow uh, Primal Combat on social media to keep up with uh, the happenings. Okay, just a second. Uh, it'll be Primal Combat. We'll be at the Farm Bureau Expo Center, December 19th. Doors open at 4. Drinks start at 4.30. Fights start at 5. Um, mask will be uh, mandated as well as social distancing. Uh, I do hate the mask thing, but hey, it's the times that we're in. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, just respect that. Respect the venue. Respect the fighters as well. Um, then... Uh, you can buy your tickets uh, from a local fighter. Uh, you can buy them from fighterticks.com slash PC, I do believe. And um, the pay-per-view will be uh, shared on all the websites and social medias for uh, Primal Combat. So you can check the pay-per-view link there. All right. And uh, any, uh, any sponsor shout-outs you want to give before we, uh, before we call this thing a wrap? Yes, sir. I'd like to give a shout out to Ducket Designs. Jesse is in a phenomenal job. I gave him just a rough draft of an idea for a design and he killed it and blew it out yeah. of the park for me. Jesse's awesome. Um, we got All Access Coach Leasing out of uh, Gallatin, Tennessee. Um, they customize tour buses as well as lease them. Um, uh, they've been a big uh, part in helping me get the, just the ball rolling, really. Um, and then uh, we got Hartsville Taco. Um, obviously, those are the two sponsors on the belt. Um, they've been, uh, say, partial as my uh, employer, but just a, a very good friend. And, I mean, they did a phenomenal job with the Hearts of Taco. And, I mean, those are two kind of local businesses that I can give a shout-out and, I mean, promote for sure. And, uh, I mean, the tour bus industry is dying right now, and it sucks. I mean, this COVID bullshit's really fucking everybody, so especially those companies. And, I mean, my stepdad is one of the co-owners of All Access Coach. So the, just the fact that, I mean, I can get his company, just a little bit of name, fame, maybe on the pay-per-view, whatever. I mean, something's got to get. These guys got to get back to work. So I'm trying to give them some publicity on that. And then uh, 
Yeah. Uh, any other sponsors that want to jump in the ball? I mean, you've seen the belt. You can have your name on them as well. So just give me a shout. Primalcombat at Outlook.com. Shoot me an email. Um, yeah, let's do it. Once again, this has been Tyler Edwards, promoter, owner of Primal Combat, making their debut this weekend. Please make sure you support that show. Check it out. He's put a lot of hard work into this one, and uh, I'm excited for it. Excited to, to get a December card in after we uh, had to cancel the Valor card. So uh, I'm excited to be there and, uh, and see everyone there. Tyler, uh, thanks so much for the time, my man. We will see you uh, here in a few short days. Yes, sir. I'll see you on Friday. Let's get it. All right, folks, that wraps up our picks and preview panel. Uh, we have gone uh, a lot longer than what I expected here. So uh, we are going to cut our UFC talk very, very, very uh, short. Uh, a, a quick uh, recap of last week's UFC 256. Uh, we saw probably the best flyweight bout ever, uh, in my opinion. It's probably arguable, but it's certainly up there as uh, we get a draw, a majority draw between uh, the current champion, uh, Davis and Figueredo and uh, the challenger uh, for uh, that title and Brandon Marino, a point deduction for Figueredo makes the difference in this one. Uh, definitely going to see a rematch. I'm guessing thought Marino's stock really soared uh, as he took some shots that would put most men down and just kept coming forward, pressed the action, uh, started to uh, really kind of come on late in the fight. I thought, uh, Justin, your thoughts on this main event and, uh, really just overall, uh, we'll try to keep this short. Uh, you're just overall 256. Uh, I thought it was uh, a lot of excitement. Yeah. I thought it was a very good card considering it didn't have a ton of name value. The main event, Brandon Moreno, I think surprised a lot of people being able to stay in there. <clears throat> there were some circumstances around the fight, you know, Figueredo was in the hospital until 2 AM the morning before. So, um, I imagine the rematch will, will be quite different, but, um, Moreno, you know, did what he came to do and, and showed himself. I think the, dis, the the main decider, I think if one judge would have scored the fifth round for Figueredo, Figueredo still would have won the fight. But one of the judges scored it for Moreno, causing that to be a draw. Um, I only had Moreno winning one round. I had Figueredo winning the fight 48-46. Um, I thought he won the round that he that he scored, that he hit the low blow in. So it was a 9-9 there. Um, and then he won the other three rounds and lost one. Um, but it was a great fight. Brandon Moreno hung in there tough. Or like you said, I mean, that would have he would have put most guys away uh, in that. Uh, and then the co-main event was spectacular. Oliveira, you know, has been a guy that I've looked at for a long time as a future title contender, and um, his time has has come. And you know, nobody nobody dominates Tony like that. And Oliveira's got more fights than anybody in the UFC to not get a title shot. So uh, I expect his to come pretty soon. I've got to say, I was super impressed with Charles Oliveira there. Uh, man, just uh, surprised, though, I'll still say. I'm not surprised that he won, but surprised that he dominated it the way he did. Jeff Hobbs, uh, is this the, uh, you know, obviously great performance by Oliveira. Is it uh, more an indicator of his level, or is it a, a combination maybe of the decline, a very sudden decline in Tony Ferguson? I don't know, man. This card can kiss my ass if you really want to know the truth, man. I lost my ass off on this card. Um, I, I joke with Greg about the Cubs Swanson car uh, fight. That's probably the only one I won. I think. Um, man, it pisses me off still. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to say about it because I picked the wrong guy just about on every fight. But you know, I, yeah, I'm watching the Oliveira Ferguson fight and I'm pissed because it's not going the way any of my parlays uh, need. But uh, you know, I don't know. I think a little bit. I think we. 
undersold uh, just the beating that Ferguson took from Gagey and what that might have just, uh, uh, you know, took out of him, you know. And then, you know, Oliver was on fire, man. He just he, he got he got right back in there with uh, with I, I don't want to say a young stud because uh, he, he's just as old. Uh, he's not, you know. He's not a young kid anymore, but he just got in there with a buzzsaw, man. And um, hell, what was the thing I read that, uh, yesterday? Some fighter saying that uh, Oliveira gained the advantage because there was nobody in the crowd. Uh, yeah. and, and I think the, the because Ferguson feeds off of the crowd and the excitement, and he just didn't have that. Uh, and that's what's hurting him. It's crazy, man. Oliveira. Um, just took him to school. So if I got to lean somewhere, I got to lean towards uh, uh, maybe just a decline in Ferguson and unfortunately meeting uh, just a, a surging Oliver. Uh, the Holland fight for me was the most surprising thing on the yeah. court. That, that was brutal. It was fast. Uh, there's a reason why this kid has fought five times in 2020 is because he ain't in there very long and he's taken zero damage. Uh, that was huge. That was signature. I, I, I got to imagine uh, he can pretty much call his shot now. Um, and, um, you know, uh, Dos Santos, again, I, I, I felt like I saw that one coming. Uh, I, I agree with Dana White that he's definitely on that list of guys that need to start uh, uh, thinking about their future. I think that, uh, you know, Dos Santos, uh, you know, that was probably, if I had to guess, he's going to be on that list of uh, guys that, that may get cut. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, a good win for Cub Swanson as he just put it on Daniel Pineda. I think Pineda thought he could just maybe eat those shots because uh, Cub does, doesn't typically knock guys out, and he couldn't uh, as he went down. Uh, Fizzyv, uh, Raphael Fizzyv was awesome, uh, just a, such great striking as he just decimated uh, Moicano as well uh, on that one. Uh, let's move on to uh, this weekend. We've got the final fight card of the year, and uh, it is a freaking big one, man. Uh, <laughs> there's so many fights on this card. Uh, we're not going to go over all of them. Uh, originally supposed to be uh, Hamzat Jemayev, Leon Edwards. That fight's been pushed back. Now we've got uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson taking on Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal's a hitter, man. He's uh, undefeated in the octagon. He's been knocking uh, fools out. I think this is a terrible matchup for him, though. I think Stephen Thompson is, uh, you know, his footwork, his precision, his uh, s- switching of stances and and whatnot uh, gives it a, a very, you know, the only chance I feel like is if Neil happens to clip him. He's got power, but I think Thompson wins a decision here. Also on the card, Jose Aldo taking on Marlon Cheeto Vera. That's a car, uh, fight that, uh, you know, um, a lot of people are on either side of it. I personally like Marlon Vera. He's got the momentum coming off of the win over the hype prospect, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Jose Aldo on the decline, I feel like. Uh, in his twilight years, I feel like uh, he's uh, ripe for the upset. Uh, Greg, uh, your take here on uh, Aldo Vera. Man, I just, I mean, I know that Aldo's been on the decline. He's lost a couple of fights and everything. But uh, I think that Vera, this is a much, you know, with all due respect, he's a much bigger step up than Sean O'Malley. I mean, Sean O'Malley was on the hot train fighting, you know, below mid-tier guys. And then he jumps up and fights Vera. Vera's a, you know, tough veteran. And uh, I just, I don't know. Aldo's, Aldo was the man for a long time. So for the odds that I'm getting, I got to take Aldo there. Uh, let's see here, uh, Hobbs. You got a you have you have insight on this one, or uh, were, you were uh, you were you were Anthony Pettis, right? Anthony Pettis is on this card a little bit lower as you're uh, used to seeing him uh, taking on Alex Morono, who was uh, 
who was on fire last time out, man. Alex Morono was, uh, he, if I can recall, he scored just an obscene amount of uh, significant strikes on DraftKings and uh, put up uh, a lot of points in his unanimous decision win over Reese McKee last time out. Uh, he certainly got a puncher's chance, I think, against Pettis. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, uh, Morono's actually, he's, he's, he's got good wrestling. He's got really good wrestling. Um, and if I really trusted that he would, uh, you know, kind of commit to making it uh, just a slow, ugly fight and use his wrestling, uh, I would take Moreno. Uh, but he's he's gonna he's gonna walk right into Pettis's wheelhouse, man. He's he's gonna stand. He's gonna push the pace, and, and he's gonna keep it standing. Uh, you know, Pettis knows. He I read something good today where he's like, "Man, I'm I feel like I've been on the chopping block for my last you know three or four fights." Um, so he, he's kind of got that. I don't really have anything to lose because I've expected that I might be, you know, on the chopping block. Um, so, you know, he's got nothing to lose, man. He's going to go out there and do what he does. Um, he's more athletic than Marino. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with the, uh, the old school guy, man. I'm going with uh, Pettis on this one. Pettis is another guy I think that really needs a win. I think he's another guy that with a loss – you know, with his salary, what it is, he could find himself, uh, you know, well, Bellator bound if he's not careful here. Uh, well, to me, the people's main event on this one, Michelle Pejea versus Chaos Williams, man, these two, there's some hitters. Chaos Williams has gotten two knockouts in less than 30 seconds. And uh, Pejea, you know, he's a just a yoked up beast at 170. The only thing is, you don't know if he's going to spend all his energy doing cartwheels and backflips uh, and gas out. So that's a, a fight I'm excited to see. Marlon Marais takes on Rob Font. That's another really close fight. Another one of these, uh, in my opinion, kind of like a Marlon Vera versus Jose Aldo fight. You got your young uh, upstart versus the vet. Uh, Justin, any take here? Uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Say that again. Uh, Marais and Font. Oh, yeah, Marais and Font. Uh, you know, Rob Font is coming off of a couple wins. He had an injury, I think, that kept him out for a little bit. Um, and Marlon Marais is coming off of a tough loss. Uh, got spin heel kicked um, in his last fight. Uh, so he's going to have to come back and prove something. You know, before that, it wasn't long before that. He got beat by Aldo. Um, so in order to stay at the top of the division, he's going to have to um, to put on a show. I, I feel pretty confident that Marais will be able to get the job done, but uh, Rob Font, Rob Font will probably give him all he wants, and if he can push him into the third round, you know that's where we've seen Marais struggle before. So uh, I think that's where Font's best odds are. Uh, but I think Marais is is probably got this one handled. A lot of other fights on this card. Last one we'll talk about, though, is the fight that was set to take place just a couple weeks ago. Jimmy Flick versus former Valor professional bantamweight champion Cody Durden. And this is a flyweight fight, of course. Uh, last time out, Durden uh, had pink eye and they had to postpone it here a couple weeks. Looks like everything's good to go now. I'm excited for this one. All action. I don't expect it to see the judges scorecards either way. Flick's either going to find the submission or Durden's going to knock him out. Um, and, uh, I hope dirt knocks him out, man. Uh, Greg, your take on this one. We'll wrap this motherfucker up. Yeah, man. My big take on this one is, uh, home dog, man. He, you know, was a Valor, Valor champ at, you know, not long ago, vacated his title, definitely pulling for Cody in this one. But with that being said, Cody, um, you know, I know Cody, man. He's a, he's a decent, you know, he's more than, he's a great wrestler, you know what I'm saying? And he's a good fighter too. Uh, the flicks, 
uh, is very susceptible to takedown. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna welcome Cody's takedown because he's gonna want to try to submit Cody. I don't see Cody trying to really go after his takedown. I can think I think that Cody is capable of knocking out uh, Flick. Now, with all this being said, Cody's I think this may be the first time he's made actually. You know, he made one twenty five last two weeks ago, right? He made one twenty five. You remember when Tony Ferguson made one fifty five, and then he, you know he made that that cut for no reason. Then he came back two weeks later and made the cut again, or however long it is, a lot longer, two weeks. Well, Cody's making that same cut in two weeks. <clears throat> He's also had pink eye. You know, I follow him on Snapchat. I follow him on uh, on Instagram, and, like, you know, I speak to him, and, you know, he was sick, but he was okay. He said he felt fine. He said he felt 100%. Now, I know that he was okay, but I don't know if people at his gym were really cool with training with Cody who had pink eye, you know? So that's that's one thing that worries me on this match to know if Cody's going to be his full 100 percent and 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 I know it's part of Cody's persona and he likes to talk shit and he likes to wear sunglasses because he's a Hollywood type of guy right <clears throat> well I just want to make sure he's not hiding pink eye still you know what I'm saying I still want I hope like I mean are we still just fight still 100 percent on is he still got pink eyes is he good to go like are we going to have a problem because I've I've only seen him with his sunglasses you know and I uh. Uh, I, I just that's uh, that's what worries me. With that being said, I, I think that Cody uh, doesn't necessarily go for the takedown here, and he tries to keep it standing. But I think that um, that Flick is weary of uh, of the standing point. In Flick, Flick, uh, you see a lot of finishes in Flick's fights. But with that being said, I'm going to say these guys go over two and a half rounds is what I'm going to lean on them. But uh, with all that being said, you got to kind of lean towards Flick too in this fight with Cody uh, maybe not getting the train and go as hard as he really wants to. All right, folks, that is this weekend, the final UFC card of the year before we get a three-week break. Starting next week, we'll be back and beginning the push for the doubleheader for Valor. Coming up in January 8th and 9th at the World Famous Cotton Eye Joe. We'll get started with some fighter interviews next week on that. We appreciate you guys uh, sitting through a long episode with us. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to Tyler Edwards. Uh, really excited for his show this weekend. Check it out, Primal Combat. Uh, I will see uh, most of you uh, cast of ragamuffins there. Uh, until next week, thanks so much to the Pigs panel for hanging out. Thanks so much to Tyler Edwards for joining us. I'm your host, Tim Loy. Until next week, signing out. Later. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. There's two candidates, and I don't think you can go wrong either way. If you say it's it's Davison Figueroa versus Bram Reno, got no problem. But if you say it's Wiley Zhang and Yuan and Jacek, but from March, got no problem. There's there's no wrong answer there. Yeah, there is no wrong answer. But I'll give you my answer, and I think it's Zhang and, and Yuanna. That's my fight of the year. I loved this main event, and it's literally. Right up there with, with the best fights we've seen. It was a phenomenal fight. One of the best fights in flyweight history. I'm pretty sure it's the best fight in flyweight history. I may have, have recency bias there. It was unbelievable. I still think Zhang and Yuana uh, was the best fight of the year, Jason. It was a little bit more. There were more moments in that fight when I just had my heads on my hand thinking, what the hell is happening here? This one had those moments, especially round four. That was that was a dope round, right? Like, it kind of felt like Davison was in control throughout this whole fight. But that round four was when the the tide flipped him. And when when you discuss the conditioning cardio of Davison, it really came out in round five when he was able to recover. And 
when you take into account the fact that he was hospitalized for a stomach infection just before this fight, it's unbelievable what Figueredo did against Brandon Moreno. So, I mean, this was a... It was in contention. My pick is still Ioana Zhang. But in 2021, Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo are probably going to have an opportunity to go out and win fight of the year for that year. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.